New Orleans Saints safety Tyron Matthew returns to practice and Michael Thomas revs up his participation. What does it all mean for the Saints? We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always. Make Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget we're free and available on all podcast apps and here on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credentialed member of the media. You can find me every day over at USA Today's Saints Wire, Tuesdays in Locked on NFL. And here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked On Saints. And we're here for another live episode of Locked On Saints here on the Locked On Saints YouTube page. Big thank you to everybody who is here dropping comments and likes and all of that here in the chat. Appreciate y'all for being here. Again, we're doing two episodes a day while the New Orleans Saints are in training camp. If you're here watching live, make sure you drop that your team every day in a chat. I see you, Mr. Jerry, already getting it started. I appreciate y'all so much for being here with us. And of course, we'll have our pre-recorded episode later on today. So don't forget to get your questions in so that I can uh, turn around and answer some of those questions in today's later episode. But now I want to get started with our biggest story of the day, which of course is the return of the Honey Badger. Tyron Matthew, number 32 as of right now, right? No jersey numbers are fully finalized. But uh, back with the New Orleans Saints, back at the training facility today, participated in most of practice, didn't get involved much in seven on sevens, not not involved at all, of course, in team drills, but that's not much of a surprise here. The expectation is that Tyron's going to have a little bit of a ramp up according to head coach Dennis Allen, but it is truly a little bit of a ramp up. They don't feel that anything that he missed throughout that first week of excused absences is detrimental at all to him or at all problematic in any way. So they feel like they're going to be able to get him back out into team drills and all of that, sort of get him fully in the fold sooner rather than later, which is good news for the New Orleans Saints because the defense, if we're being honest, has kind of already balled out, right? Absolutely already balled out throughout all of this uh, training camp, every session of training camp, maybe with the exception of Jameis Winston's reps in the Tuesday practice where he was nearly perfect. The defense has been outstanding so far, and now they just got Pete Werner back when it comes to team drills earlier on this week. Now they get Tyron Matthew back soon to be added to those team drills. I know there was a lot of concern around Tyron Matthew, but we were told from the very beginning that this was a private family matter that took him away and that he was dealing with away from the team and that the team would accept him with open arms once he made it back. And that proved to be absolutely true. That proved to be exactly what happened and exactly what is going on. Now, We don't know exactly what the situation is that took Tyron Matthew away for training camp. We may never know, and that's okay because that is a private family matter. I know there were a lot of things around like the social media sleuthing and things like that. Like, hey, he removed stuff from his socials. Doesn't matter. Like none of that matters. Here he is in the black and gold. And I have to tell you, it's very, it's it's really exciting to see Tyron Matthew in that black and gold and playing for his hometown, New Orleans Saints. You know how much this means for him. And certainly he's going to want to be able to be full go out on that field as quickly as possible. He looked great during OTAs and many camps. Looking forward to seeing him here during training camp as well. What does Tyron Matthews return give the New Orleans Saints? Well, now that defense is fully there. When we sit out on the sideline 
And I was talking to Todd Graffinini earlier today, who of course is uh, on staff with the New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelicans, also does some work with ESPN Radio. And you know, he walks over to me and he kind of goes, hey, that's the defense right there. That's the feeling, right? The defense is here now for the New Orleans Saints. And of course, they had a little bit of disappointing news yesterday, Smoke Monday, having that uh, what's being considered or being, I guess, is expected or the concern is that a significant knee injury. We don't know for sure yet. Dennis Allen was asked for an update on that today. They don't have one at this time. But now you start to see, you know, Tyron Matthew comes back and you still see the safety room that includes Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, CJ Gardner Johnson is, you know, one of those guys you can utilize at that position as well. PJ Williams, JT Gray, Bryce Thompson, Daniel Sorensen. This team at safety is still very deep. And getting Tyron Matthew back really shows you what you're going to get. The other piece that this gives the New Orleans Saints is that they finally get sort of to go back to the Drew Brees days, time on task with Marcus May and Tyron Matthew at that all too important uh, safety position for the New Orleans Saints. So Tyron Matthew is back in the building. We'll see how long the ramp up goes and how long it is until he's back making plays during team drills. Doesn't sound like that's going to be very long at all though. So we'll see how all of that continues to progress. But good news for the New Orleans Saints to have the Honey Badger back in the building on Airline Drive. Speaking of back in the building on Airline Drive, we were all very surprised the first day of camp to see Michael Thomas out on the field, getting some reps, uh, running some routes, catching some passes. But since the beginning of camp, what we've seen from Michael Thomas is pretty consistent. He participates in walkthroughs. He participates in individual drills. He participates in team drill, or excuse me, uh, position drills, but then doesn't participate in seven on sevens in team drills. We saw that change today as he uh, participated and competed quite a bit in seven on sevens. Two things you need to, three things that you need to know about uh, Michael Thomas participating in seven on sevens. The first of which is that the man can still run a route. I mean, he is cutting extremely well. He's maybe not going fully as violently as he usually does in terms of his cuts, but hey, he's still getting it there and he's still getting a lot of work in there. He is still somebody that does not have any trouble creating separation. That's number one. Number two, he was targeted three times. He caught three times. A 100% uh, catch percentage for Michael Thomas is not out of the ordinary at all. He had two targets from Jameis Winston, which are actually the first throws of seven on sevens back to back. And he also had a pitch and catch from um, Andy Dalton in sort of the second team drills as he stayed on the field to continue to get some work. So great to see Michael Thomas continue to ramp up. The third piece is that he's still able to make the contested catches and be physical at the catch point. There were times where he was blanketed by a defender, whether it be Paulson Adebo or Alante Taylor or Bradley Roby or whomever was in coverage when he made his catches. And there were times where a guy like Paulson Adebo, for instance, was all over him and he was still able to fight through and make those catches. So you see his fearlessness when it comes to the trust in his body, that his body can make the cuts that he needs to make. You see the ability to get open. You see the trust from the quarterbacks and you're seeing his ability to still make contested catches as well. Michael Thomas is back in the building, which is huge for the New Orleans Saints. Now, we'll see soon how long it takes for him to get fully ramped up to the point where he's participating full go in team drills. But hey, even just seeing him get up to seven on sevens and making those physical catches, fighting off defenders, making those cuts, running those routes, going full speed and with full intensity like you expect to see from Michael Thomas, that's all plus news for Michael Thomas and the New Orleans Saints. Now, today's practice wasn't fully positive. There were some things that didn't necessarily go the way you expected. Trevor Penning and Malcolm Roach were actually sent out of practice today after a scuffle. 
Let's break all of that down, what Trevor Penning's aggression means to the team and why it's still not really a concern at this time, but maybe it's time to start pumping the brakes on that aggression. We've got all that and much more coming up for you on this live episode of Locked on Saints. And I am grateful that we get to do that with the help of our friends from over at BetterHelp. I, I love talking about BetterHelp because I use BetterHelp. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty open about my, my therapy and everything. And BetterHelp has been really, 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 forgive the phrase, helpful throughout all of this because of how easy it is to get matched up with somebody that's a good fit for you. You go to the website, you answer some questions about yourself, and they actually pair you. They take the time to pair you with a therapist that's going to be a good fit for you. And they understand that that might take more than one shot, right? You need to get reps in this game. And so if you ever need to change therapists or anything like that, you can do that free of charge as well. And it's super easy to schedule weekly sessions, whether they be uh, by video or if you don't even want to show your face, you can do them by phone, even live chat as well. And you can schedule everything either through the website on your laptop or on your phone as well. So there's a lot of really cool stuff and the website's really easy to get through, really easy to navigate. It's a very comfortable experience for you because sometimes it can be tough to admit when you're looking for that kind of help, but then even harder to find the right help once you get there. That's where BetterHelp has been massively successful and impactful for me. And now they have a special offer offer exclusively for our Locked On Sports listeners. You can get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. You can see the link right down here. That's 10% off of your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right, family, we're continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. All the big news, of course, going on with the New Orleans Saints when it comes to Tyron Matthew returning to practice, Michael Thomas revving up all of his participation in practice. This is all great news for New Orleans. So I appreciate you so much for being here with us for another live episode as we're breaking it all down here on Locked on Saints and for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Thanks to everybody who's here live. What's going on? Who did everybody? Uh, If you've got questions in the chat, make sure that you drop them in the chat. If you're watching live, make sure you get that your team every day in as well. We are here to now take a look at maybe what was, I don't want to call it a low light in practice, but certainly something that Dennis Allen wasn't very happy about. Maybe the team wouldn't be very happy about. Um, For the third day in a row, Trevor Penning gets into a scuffle. From my recollection, it's been four scuffles over the course of those three days. If I remember correctly, he got into it with one of the defensive ends, I think Scott Patchen, and then also JT Gray in Tuesday's practice. But today, things kind of went a little bit over the top. And one of the things that I wrote over at Saints Wire, which is USA Today site that I write for, uh, in yesterday's observations is that it's okay to have that type of aggression, to have that type of like playing through the echo of the whistle style until it becomes a distraction. And today, it might have become just a little bit too much of a distraction. Trevor Penning, Malcolm Roach, they get locked up in a rep. Trevor Penning takes Malcolm Roach all the way to the ground. Remember, this is, or, or they get to the ground somehow, right? They end up on the ground. But remember that these aren't padded practices. These aren't full contact practices. These guys are in shorts and shells in this situation. So they end up on the ground. Somebody else jumps in. I don't know who it was. None of us can figure out who it was. But somebody else jumps in. And then all of a sudden, the entire team is kind of in this like scrum pile in the middle of the field. Now, they were all trying to break everything up. They were trying to get everything to stop. This wasn't like an offense waging war on the defense side or vice versa or anything like that. It didn't turn into a West Side Story situation here. But it certainly uh, provided a little bit of 
caution now around Trevor Penning's play style, Trevor Penning's attitude, Trevor Penning's sort of willingness to play through the whistle, but not just on Trevor Penning, right? We can't put all of this on him. Also, players responding to his aggression and his play style as well. So it just puts a little bit of caution on all of this. Um, Everything got broken up. Very, very soon after that, you saw Trevor Penning and Malcolm Roach exiting the uh, indoor facility. So they had been removed from practice. Dennis Allen confirmed after practice in his post-practice presser that he did indeed send them in uh, after that took place, basically saying like, there's no room and there's no time for that, that stuff. Now, the thing that I learned from this beyond you know Trevor Penning's aggression, getting the players and things like that, is I learned a lot about Dennis Allen in this moment, a lot of positives about Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen very quickly broke all of this up and then moved practice along and you know got those guys away and then continued getting practice together. Jameis Winston, a big sort of orchestrator in that as well. They continued to move on. At the end of practice, as we were circling back around to go and get ready for the pressers, you could see Dennis Allen bring the entire team together, those that were still in the facility, get them all together, and just had a message of unity for the team around all of it. And he talked about after practice during his presser that he would have a later conversation with Penning and Roach and everything, but really good leadership, really good just head coaching from the head coach, which is what you want to see, right? There wasn't there wasn't a situation to where he got out there and was like yelling and screaming or like going in on anybody or anything individually or anything like that. Like he's going to talk to those guys privately off to the side. He brought in, brought together the team, had a really nice message for everybody about, you know, unity and playing together and, and remembering, you know, all, all of these other things. I don't want to get into his exact quotes, but it was a good display of leadership and a good display of also the team's respect for Dennis Allen. This is something that I think a lot of people questioned, I think personally, unwarrantedly during OTAs when a bunch of veterans weren't around. Like, is there an issue with the team and the roster in terms of their trust for Dennis Allen? Then everybody shows up for mandatory minicamp, which could have been like, hey, I don't, I'm not trying to get fined here, but even silly, I'll show up for minicamp. And everyone's been a part of training camp with the exception of the excused absence of Tyron Matthew. And then you see something like this where Dennis Allen's able to bring everybody together. You can see the strides that have been made in terms of maybe where people thought Dennis Allen was without the information. Now we have the information we're getting to see it in terms of where Dennis Allen actually is. So really, really good response, I thought, by Dennis Allen. Really, really good response by the rest of the team to continue to move forward after all that as well. So the next thing is what happens next, right? What It's not what you do wrong, it's what you do next. So does Trevor Penning come back tomorrow? And find a way to play as violently as an offensive lineman needs to play, but without drawing that kind of attention to himself, that would certainly be a good good bit of growth for him going into next practice. So we'll see how all of that goes, but an interesting situation that sort of unfolded, but was quickly squashed, quickly taken care of, and I think very well managed by, um, by uh, uh, Dennis Allen and the New Orleans Saints as a whole. Okay, before we get to attendance and everything to wrap up today's show, I want to talk about one-on-ones. We got some wide receiver and cornerback one-on-ones today, and I just want to go over three sort of stars of the one-on-ones that we saw, not including Paulson Adebo. So Paulson Adebo had a pass breakup, uh, Bradley Roby had a pass breakup, and Alante Taylor all had pass breakups in their about three reps when it came to uh, one-on-ones. But only one defender got four reps, and only one of them had more than one win, and it was Bryce Thompson. And I want to tell you about one thing in particular that Bryce Thompson did that I thought was really, really good. Bryce Thompson's ability to win in one-on-ones was kind of contingent upon his ability to get his hands on the wide receiver 
at the line of scrimmage. He is incredibly physical and he showed you that. There was one rep that he took against Aesop Winston, uh, the wide receiver, that was basically Aesop comes off the line and Bryce Thompson just puts a hand in his chest <laughs> effectively, like hand checks him all the way down to the ground and basically just said, okay, I won that rep and then just let Aesop Winston like got back up and then started to finish running his route. And Bryce Thompson was just like, okay, go ahead, do what you got to do. And CJ Gardner Johnson came out on the field and he was cheering him on and everything like that. Like he, Bryce Thompson won that rep immediately. Thompson's ability at the line of scrimmage as a jammer is pretty remarkable. Now, the only thing was that when he didn't get his hands reliably on a wide receiver, those wide receivers ended up getting past him. Uh, the wide receiver that stood out the most throughout one-on-ones was Chris Olave. Uh, he was held by cornerback Paulson Adebo after beating him and getting down the field at one point. But then on the other two big wins, it was really his ability to create separation coming across the formation that was most impressive. Because imagine trying to get your hands on somebody with 4-3 speed that gets past you. So you're already off balance. You're already in trail technique. And he's not just running down the field, but across the field. So you're really just trying to pursue and close as much space as you can on the kid, but you can't because he's so dang fast. Uh, and so he just was blowing past some of these guys a couple of times. So he won two out of his three reps. Um, the, the one real loss there was Paulson Adebo coming back and had fantastic just blanketing coverage on Chris Olave as they crossed the field. So really, or actually as they went up the field. So really, really good reps there by Paulson Adebo as well. Okay, coming up next, we're gonna dive into attendance for today's practice, including a new face, wearing the number of somebody that wasn't there anymore. So that can only mean one thing. And then what's going on with CJ Gardner-Johnson, who hasn't been participating as much in drills now, we understand why. Well, I'll let you know why that is as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online, win totals, um, uh, game spreads, player props, uh, end of year awards, whatever it is that you're looking for, even Super Bowl matchups, you can find over at Bet Online. That's just the NFL side. You can also look at NBA, NHL, MLB. They've got esports, horse racing, uh, combat sports, and golf as well. Like they have so much stuff. I, I keep saying I'm, I won't be surprised once Drew really, once Drew Brees really picks it up. I won't be surprised if we start seeing pickleball on there. You know what I'm saying? But they've got a bunch over at Bet Online, and it's not just about placing your bets. They also have sports wagering information, podcasts, articles, everything, so that you can keep up with all the trends and action from your mobile device or your laptop, wherever it is that you prefer to check out the site. You can find it over at Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. We are wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with uh, our look at attendance in this one. I, I want to open up the, the attendance here by talking a little bit about or breaking down to sort of the situation around CJ Garner-Johnson. Now, you'll remember months ago, uh, it was reported by Jeff Duncan of NOLA.com that CJ Garner-Johnson, along with Demario Davis and Deontay Hardy, were all looking for uh, new contracts going into 2022. Demario Davis gets his contract extension, right? He's now with a New Orleans Saint through 2024. Nothing seems that most of the reports per guys like Nick Underhill over at New Orleans Football, when it comes to Deontay Hardy, that they're still far apart on all of that. Now, CJ Gardner-Johnson, we haven't gotten a lot of update about his conversations with the New Orleans Saints so far, but we got our first little peek at it today. Nick Underhill tweeting out that CJ Gardner-Johnson has limited his availability in recent practices as he seeks a new contract. So, this is a part of what we've seen over the course of the past couple of days. I actually wrote down in my 
uh, attendance observations today that it was a light day for Jarvis Landry and a light day for Alvin, excuse me, not Alvin Kamara, Marshawn Lattimore. And then also wrote down that it was a light day for CJ Garner Johnson, but that wasn't necessarily the case. It seems instead that he's limiting his participation while they work on the new deal, which makes a lot of sense. He was out there for walkthroughs. He did a couple of individual drills, things like that. But for the most part, he was on the sideline being a good teammate, cheering on everybody. Like I mentioned, he was right there with Bryce Thompson when Bryce Thompson massively won that rep against Aesop Winston, all of that. But the thing now to watch is the the participation in seven on sevens in team drills. You want to get this guy out there getting those in here eventually. And so there's going to be a, a, a kind of a balance that has to be walked about like, yes, get your money, but also can you be ready for the season? And I think CJ Gardner-Johnson trusts his ability to be able to do both of those things. So will he get a contract before the season begins? We don't know that just yet. Um, certainly it would make sense for both sides to get that done. I mean, CJ Gardner-Johnson has been a huge piece of the success of the New Orleans Saints defense. So it seems to me that the team should be uh, willing to hand over a contract extension, but maybe it's just the terms and conditions around that that become the, the the kind of sticking point. So we'll see how all of it goes. But CJ Garner Johnson currently not participating in, it seems like seven on seven in team drills, because why would he, right? You could get hurt on this contract while you're trying to get more money. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay. Everything else in terms of attendance. Here is the list of players that we did not see at today's practice. And then we'll come back to a couple of details here. Taysom Hill, of course, Dylan Mabin. This is the second practice that he's missed. Smoke Monday, as we mentioned, we believe that he suffered a quote, significant knee injury, according to uh, Garofalo over at um, over at N- N- NFL Network. That was rough to say for some reason. Uh, Nick Kroll was not out there. Oh, I said Nick. Lucas Kroll was not out there today. Uh, tight end Brandon Dillon was not out there today. Rashid Shahid, Marcus Abport, and Peyton Turner also remain absent. Now, I want to go back to Brandon Dillon because there's an, an interesting detail here. detail here. Brandon Dillon was not out there, number 86, but the number 86 jersey was out there. And it was being worn by the newly signed tight end after yesterday in um, uh, Chris Herndon. So Chris Herndon immediately participating in practice also had a catch during team drills. Didn't look bad. You know, he didn't get a lot of reps, of course, in those situations because this was his first practice ever with the team, but didn't look bad at all. So definitely somebody to keep an eye out on. He is a good pass catching threat. As we mentioned uh, in yesterday's episode, talking about the signing he had a really, really nice uh, rookie season with over 500 receiving yards, had a nice season two seasons ago with around 298 receiving yards, didn't get a lot of opportunities after he was acquired by the Minnesota Vikings, however. So maybe there's an opportunity for him here when it comes to preseason or, of course, when it comes to uh, at least getting some opportunities here in training camp. Jerry, I need you to take care of that in the chat for me. But uh, so the next piece behind all of this is going to be how soon can Lucas Kroll get back out on the field? Uh, he was a surprise sort of uh he was a surprise sort of absence today that no one really expected and we were all kind of taken surprise taking by surprise to see so this new orleans saints tight end room is kind of thinning out a little bit in terms of um in terms of uh, availability Taysom Hill is out Brandon Dillon might not be on the roster anymore based upon Chris Herndon being in there in his number and then of course Lucas Kroll not pre- present so the only other tight ends that were out there that were available today were Juwan Johnson, who had some really nice moments in camp today, by the way, Adam Trotman, who continues to have a strong camp and Nick Vanette. So there's a lot of different you know pieces here in terms of where you want to go next at tight end. So that also means that opportunities are going to be open and available there for the guys that are making plays. So the tight ends that are able to stay available and that are able to make plays all throughout, they're going to be the ones that are going to end up on the roster. 
come September more than likely. So just something to keep an eye out on there when it comes to all of those uh, missing pieces in the tight end room, but the sort of ominous presence of Chris Herndon wearing Brandon Dillon's number, which kind of tells you that Brandon Dillon's probably not on the roster anymore or just changed his number and we don't know about it yet, but certainly something we'll get updates about later on down the line. All right, y'all, make sure that you get your questions in the chat so I can answer them in tonight's episode. Tonight, we'll give a, a greater focus to what Tyron Matthew brings to the team, what Michael Thomas's presence brings to the team, and we'll dig in a little bit further as well uh, when it comes to CJ Garner-Johnson's contract conversations. So we'll have all of that and answers to all of your questions on tonight's pre-recorded episode of Locked on Saints. Go ahead and get those in the chat before we wrap up here. I appreciate you as always for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we are free and available on all platforms for you. So wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and available on YouTube as well. For your second listen today, make sure you go and check out the Locked on NFL podcast. Same thing wherever you're listening or watching this, you can find Locked on NFL as well. I appreciate y'all as always for making me a part of your day and a part of your routine. Uh, If you see me, as always, say hi. And of course, if you need anything else in between these episodes on your New Orleans Saints, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holler at you.